Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, fellas, ever since we've been doing this podcast, uh, people always ask me for advice on who they should bet with. Like, I actually know something about college football. Their mistake. Big, big mistake. But that is until now. you got to check out mybookie.com. You don't tell me what I have to do. Well, I would strongly suggest... You're not the boss of me. (laughs) I would strongly suggest you utilize mybookie.com. They're your best bet this season. They've been in business for years. They've got great reviews online, and their mobile site's easy to use. Start your account using the promo code M-I-Z. They match it dollar for dollar, do they not, Brennan? Up to $1,000. Go to mybookie.com and start gambling today. Promo code M-I-Z. This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans. Welcome to the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is Zach Smith's life coach, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And Tom Herman's realtor, Caleb Bungard. Hello, kids. Well, guys, it is uh, week one. It is in the books. College football has started. And we have a one Tiger victory. Missouri played an FCS opponent and did exactly what they were supposed to do, coming off 51-14. to Very impressive on offense and defense. There's things to talk about in this game, um, but ultimately, the moral of the story is we did exactly what you're supposed to do to a opponent like this. We Mm -hmm. did not Missouri State it. That's right, yeah. We were trepidatious about the season after that first game, and I think people... Remain confident, or maybe are more confident going than they were going in. Yep. Haven't seen them today. Missouri scored on its first six possessions. They outgained the Skyhawks, or are they the Skyhooks? Are they named after the shot that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar used to such effect? Neither will make any sense to anyone. <laughs> okay, but well, we outgained them five fifty-eight to two seventy-seven overall in the game. Yeah, some of you guys in this room are Mizzou fans, so you may have heard of a quarterback named Drew Locke. <laughs> That's right. He's uh, apparently up for an award called the Heisman. Or Heisman's? Mm, I, I don't know. I'm not Oscar. familiar with you're it. You're close. Oscar. I'm not familiar with it. But he threw for 289 yards and four touchdowns in just over two quarters of play. He didn't even get a full third quarter in there. So uh, that was mildly impressive. Two of those and touchdowns looks, went to Emmanuel Hall. He looked very calm in the uh, pocket. He didn't dance around yeah. much. Well, he's under very little pressure. The <laughs> offensive line played very, very well. Yeah. And uh, Emmanuel totally Hall had overmatched. 171 yards on four catches. Yeah. So that makes for a pretty good average. I'm not going to try to do the math. Yeah, a lot of people are asking whether Jamon Moore could be replaced by Hall, and I have no doubt after what I saw today that Emmanuel Hall is ready to go. Oh, the most ridiculous thing I read when uh, the season ended last year is like people are going to learn to miss Jamon Moore. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to learn to do that. No, I, I mean the guy was a phenomenal athlete, and he you know made a lot of plays for Mizzou, but 
He was a 50-50 proposition at catching the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to miss that. No, and the Packers aren't going to love it either. <laughs> no. I, I only saw one bad drop today, really, uh, well, the whole thing I watched. If you see the scouting report from the Packers on Jamon Moore mm-hmm. through the preseason, shockingly enough, he's got problems with his hands. Yeah, who can have known that? Hold on, I'm going to open a schlafly, guys. Ah, delicious. Defense, I think what I was happier about because they, other than one sort of blown uh, coverage play, mm-hmm. they held their own. They and did what they're supposed total, to do yeah, against this opponent. Looked like the higher ranking opponent. Well, and you know, everybody talks about the uh, secondary being our primary concern on the defense. After this game, they looked really good. Everybody looked, the defense looked gay. They only get 14 points, but there was not much pass rush against an FCS opponent. Yeah. That was my biggest takeaway from this, that if there's a negative to be found in a 51 14 victory. Well, and that was the fear that everyone had that we didn't really have anybody to make the, to really display themselves at the end position. Yeah, we don't have a defensive end right now that's mm-hmm. a marquee name that's uh, a yeah. standout. And nobody, you know, you'd think if somebody were going to kind of take that mantle this season, this would be an easy way to come out and get like four sacks against UT Martin. A couple things uh, probably worth mentioning. Uh, Cam Scott, who you guys may or not be familiar with, mm-hmm. uh, after today, he uh, you will be familiar with him. He scored a 70-yard touchdown on a very mm-hmm. acrobatic catch and run. Yeah, I was uh, very happy about the use of the hands on that catch. Yes, uh, he looked very, very good. One of four freshmen who are currently on the depth chart at number two. Mm-hmm. Now, that could change because the NCAA has changed the rules. You can play up to four games mm-hmm. and still maintain your red shirt, which is, I mean, I can imagine every college coach in the country is not happy about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that really takes a lot of pressure off of you. So, I mean, if you've programs. got four freshmen as Barry Odom and two of them stand out, you can pull that red shirt this year. And the other two, after they've played two or three games, you just oh, put your red shirt back on. Mm-hmm. And uh, you haven't lost a year of that ability to play football. And you get a lot of time to see him in a game against yeah, UT Martin. It's a good evaluation time. Absolutely. Uh, Rashad Brandon and Kevin Pendleton did not dress. Both mm-hmm. are supposed to be milking minor injuries that should be uh, cleared up by next week's game, is what yeah. we're being told. And uh, after the game, one of the things that stood out to me is they said they barely scratched the surface of the Dooley offense. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. They ran a lot of uh, two tight end sets, a whole lot more than Heupel ever did. Yeah. Announcers are real happy about the pro-style offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. going to hear, because Derek Dooley, was, when he was hired, the thought process in mind was, we want somebody who's going to prepare Drew Locke for, for the, the NFL. NFL. And so, the, you know, he came from the Dallas Cowboys to sort of match that. Since that happens, every time something good happens, they're going to say pro-style, pro-style, well, pro-style. I don't mind the use of the tight ends, though. They did, well, one of the goal line sets, they had three tight ends. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the tight ends were criminally underutilized for the last couple of years, I feel like, so I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, last year, this time, we were yelling about not throwing it to the tight end. Yeah, so, you know, no yeah. drag routes, no tight end play. Now, now even Heupel started to utilize Albert O, obviously, in the last half of the season. Mm-hmm. I think he had 11 touchdowns and 42 catches or something in the last eight child. games. Yeah, because he's a goddamn stud, but mm-hmm. it was... All things coming up Mizzou. I mean, it, I don't know what to say about this game other than they did exactly what they were supposed to do, which is all you can ask, especially after the fucking shit show that was last year. It actually makes it hard to talk about. Yeah, really. I mean, it's not. there's not that much compelling about this no, game. They did what they were supposed to, walked off the field with a win. Yep. And walked out healthy, relatively. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, that's another fear you have in these types of games, that you lose somebody big against a turd burger of a team. But UT Martin got their check and took their ass pounding. Yes, they did. Which I think is a four hundred seventy-five thousand dollar ass pounding. Mm-hmm. You know what, Colin? What? I'm not going to say I blame them. <laughs> what would you money. do for four hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, Britain? Look, fella, that's a lot of cash. That's a lot of scratch. And 
Not gonna, you know what? Not going to make any bold statements here, are you? <laughs> My cat's cat food isn't free. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm an open-minded guy. Yeah. So, uh, basically, end of, uh, end of the day, the Dooley experiments. I can drink a lot before, right? <laughs> you could do whatever you want, Hal. I would drink a lot. I don't yeah. know who's going to write that check, but <laughs> it's, I've seen in decent proposal. I assume it's a Richard Gear type. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, moving on to the next topic. Hold okay. on, let me scratch that one off. <laughs> okay, we got sodomy taken care of. I'm glad we got it covered. Moving oh. on to Wyoming next week, which yeah. actually does scare me a bit. Yeah, you know they're not. They're they should be better than they were winning their game today up until yesterday. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. What it was, but yeah, Tennessee Mart, they're going to be better than the team we play today. I tell you what gives me more faith than anything is, you know, the offensive line is just so enormous and just seems to be such a bunch of road graders. I hope that carries over into SEC play. Oh, well, I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, I just feel like our line is so good that a team like Wyoming just can't hope to stack up against it. This is the third time we've seen Barry Odom in charge, and the, this is the first time everybody looked prepared yep. and ready. Yep. And the last two years, they've looked like they've been shell-shocked that the game was today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, I did, they didn't look like they'd even been in camp. Barry Odom has done something different with this team, I feel like, in preparation. Now, talent-wise, I, I like how much we've got coming back. I think he's just finally starting to figure it out. And, and and woe for us, though, he had to cut his teeth as our head coach. Well, but, we made the decision to hire a guy who'd never been a head coach before. Yeah, so. You know, you got to give somebody a longer leash, I think. Well, and the truth is, is they, they won today, but Barry Odom stubs his toe and wins five or less games this season. I'll be going, all right, the Barry Odom experiment, is it's time for that to end. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. And, you know, because we broke it down in the last show. I mean, I there's no reason eight or nine wins is not doable. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would disagree with that, but... Uh, but I'm not just saying look, it's going to happen, but you can look at the schedule and break it down and say, it's doable. It is. The, the wins are there. So if they win four fucking games, I'm going to be livid. <laughs> right. I agree. And I, I will say this. I think we are the outliers when we say South Carolina is fucking overrated. Mm-hmm. They, people talk about South Carolina winning the East this year and say it with a straight face. I do not understand what magic has happened between last year and this year that a decent team is now thought of to possibly be able to jump over the team that was in the national championship game in I Georgia. Think, I think the press has got to have something to talk about. They they don't know anything about Missouri. If they did, they would be putting them on the same, at least on the same level as South Carolina mm-hmm. as far as chances. I agree. I mean, you got Jake Bentley and you got Debo Samuel for South Carolina. Here we've got Drew Locke and Therese Hall. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... 
We've got two great running backs. We've got two terrific tight ends. We just don't know what the defense is yet. Mm-hmm. But they don't really know what theirs is either. Uh, and, you know, they've got, they've got Will Muschamp. And not that Barry Odom has put himself on some sort of coaching pedestal, but Will Muschamp's terrible. He's a moron. <laughs> he's a watch, fucking idiot. I tried watching his press conference today, and it's just, he's terrible to listen to. Yeah, he's just an awful, awful He's terrible person. to look at, too. Yeah, he's the worst. And he's a terrible head coach. Yes, he is. Agreed. But I, I did look up and I saw Wyoming lost badly to Washington State uh, tonight, forty-one to nineteen. Yep. And so you know, Washington State coach by Mike Leach. Listen, if this team is going to compete for the East, not only should they sh- smack Tennessee Martin around, they should smack Wyoming around. I mean, mm-hmm. if they don't smack Wyoming around, then I start to get nervous because mm-hmm. Wyoming should be, despite the fact that Wyoming should be more competitive. We should still dick slap the crap out of them. Well, Wyoming led the Washington State game early in the game. They stayed with them a little bit. But Washington State's not a better team than Missouri. I mean, we should be able to beat them, Wyoming, easily. We should be able to beat Washington State easily. Yes. So if they could beat Wyoming easily. And who was the quarterback that Wyoming just lost that went to the draft? Caleb, help me out. Allen. Allen. And, uh, you know, that guy ain't walking back to the door. He's a once-in-a-generation player for a program like Wyoming. I believe when I watched them last year, they had the receivers. They cannot catch the ball. That's why they said Allen, I mean, they're great Wyoming. Yeah, they're not there to catch the ball. Yeah. <laughs> J-Mon Moore's brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've told you what we think about this football game. But, guys, remember last year when we did voicemail segments? I do remember. As do I. Turns out people called in again mm-hmm. after this first football game. I knew they would. The voicemails are a favorite part of the show. People don't call in in the off season. No, they don't. So it's pretty lonely around here. Soak it in, and I know there's something you're missing, Colin, and that's the jingle. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna wail. All right, you ready for the first voicemail? Let's hear it. It's good to have Mizzou football back. Uh, I thought it was a good game. Kind of worried about the offense line. I feel like they, uh, the running lanes were very tight. But I love the new offense. Kind of slowed it down when they needed to and, and, and gassed up when they saw the defense getting tired. You know, with the defense that Tennessee Martin was running, you know, it's just kind of hard for them to do plays in the middle. So they definitely liked how they had their playmakers in the open and made it do their thing. I thought it was a good job on Dooley. First game in at Tennessee Martin. So anything you're going you're gonna to do is going to look good. Uh, Defense is better. Kind of worried about the lack of pressure on the defensive line, especially in future games. And cornerbacks did a little better, but man, turn it around. That's just one of the things, and it was good to see Mizzou win. So, M I Z. you. Hello, Mazodcast. Here are my thoughts after watching the game today. We looked really, really good. Everything looked really, really good. Except for the pass rush. Fucking Christ. It scares me. We gotta sack motherfuckers. You hear <laughs> yeah. me? We gotta fucking get in the backfield and tackle these fucking dirtbag quarterbacks. Fired up. Fuck these fucks. Yeah, yeah. So, that was a little much. Pass rush today was <laughs> kind of shit. One thing that I noticed, gotta step it up. Yeah, he's not, he's not wrong. No, he's right. You see well, lots, what, lots boys, of scary hot as fuck out there. But just so, just as, it was as hot as outside. that was, our offense was hot as well. So Ooh, I think fun. we've got our targets that we should keep on looking at. Cam Scott came out really, really well. Obviously with that deep bomb, he adjusted very well and came back and got it. I think it was a good mix between running and passing. So we'll just see how the rest of your goes. M-I-Z. C-O-U. I do think we're going to have a more balanced offense. And besides mm-hmm. not running the hurry up all the time, hypo dumb shit, just using tight ends, using running yeah. backs. Yeah, we had... Uh, Two of the best tight ends in the SEC, in my opinion, on the uh, roster last year, and decided they, you know, 
We'll use them a little sparingly. The voicemail sounds a lot different this year after the game. Yeah. Well, we only keep in mind it's week one, and we played Nichols State, and we didn't give up. No way, that wasn't us. No, it's just a little different. Mm -hmm. Hey, Zodcast, I'm just stoked that we didn't get in a fucking shootout with some low-level school again. So that alone has made my day. But I thought team worked good, offense worked well in the field, Drew Locke looked good, running back looked good. But again, it's UT Martin, so it's not that big of a deal. But it was a great game to just sit back and just get shit-faced to. So, uh, M-I-Z, go team, and uh, love the podcast. Yeah. He's a we, smart guy. Yeah, yeah, we love that you listen to the podcast. And Z-O-U. So, that was it. Yeah, everything was upbeat. Just a little bit of swearing related to the uh, defensive line. But, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll take it because nothing's going to be perfect. So, this was about as close to exactly what you wanted to happen as we could have possibly had. <laughs> Well, anyway, I guess that makes me feel a little bit better. But we will have another midweek show like we did this week. We'll talk so to somebody from Wyoming. We will get somebody from Wyoming who tell us whether we should actually be scared or not. I like it whenever they are wildly overconfident. Thinking, mm-hmm. sure. We're pretty good this year. I don't want to be Of course, sometimes they say that and then they... Uh, Middle Tennessee status. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't worry too much about that from Wyoming, but... Yeah. We'll have somebody, and uh, we'll try to have a midweek show for you before every game this year. That seems like an achievable goal, Brennan. <laughs> All right. Why don't we take our first break, and then we'll come back and do SEC Around the Horn and give out a couple of awards. Don't forget Kansas news. All that stuff. All right. This is the Mazotcast. Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. Here in Missouri With a cold one in our hand We'll head down south Toward the beaver dam These sunny summer days In the Ozarks Make me proud to be From where I am And we're back This is the band Out for a Ride the song's called Hit the Grand they're from Carthage, Missouri. Send in your music if you'd like to have it played on the Mazodcast. Mazodcast at gmail.com. Fellas, it wasn't just the Missouri Tigers that played football today, but we had football all the way around the SEC, and so it's the first time all year long we get to play this intro. It's time for Around the Horn with the SEC. We break our bread at Waffle House, our teams are pretty good. Even play some basketball when Jesus says we should. So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me. We built a church for Saturdays and called it SEC. Jesus loves football. I guess it's time to bring out your uh, famous invention, Colin. Well, we better bring him back. I mean, I dragged him all the way here. Nick Saban, Nick Saban. Ready to do this, Paul? Let's get started. 
Okay. So once again, the Paul Feinbot will be joining us this year to help us suss it all out in the SEC. Feinbot. You got it right, brother. All right. Now, Caleb, we're all here, so let's get started with Around the Horn in the SEC. We can do that. First game on the schedule that I had, Florida, Charleston Southern. Florida with a win, 24 nothing. Florida. Florida. Yeah. 24 nothing is not that impressive, I feel no, like. No. And this really is a Florida not. team that I think is overrated. You know what? They look a lot better with a Will Greer was their quarterback. Too bad that can't be a thing. Yeah, no, it's terrible. I watched him today. He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's not with Florida. If if he's uh, kicking Tennessee's ass. You know, ultimately, it's not the Florida. reason McElwain got fired, but McElwain letting him get away um, or asking him to leave one or the other is uh, a fireable offense now that you look at him. Yes, sir. Playing for West Virginia. Well, there can only be one person fucking shark in that town. I don't know. <laughs> All righty. Who, who else was playing today? We had Ole Miss and Texas Tech in Houston. Uh, Ole Miss winning 47-27. Yeah, I watched quite a bit of that game. It looked like Texas Tech's offense was pretty good. But ultimately, I think those re- receivers for Old Miss are going to be very difficult uh, for lesser teams like Texas Tech. Yeah, they are really fast, really big, really physical. NFL bound. Yep. Uh, we had South Carolina playing Coastal Carolina. Mm, battle of the Carolinas. Yeah. yeah. Big, big battle. Directional. South Carolina. Directional school, geographical school. I just caught a bit of this, but uh, it was the bit of the game where uh, Debo Samuel made a one-headed catch for a touchdown. Yeah. I thought, boy, he looks like he's really good at playing the football. He's real good. And that's it. You know, they got a a good quarterback over there, and they got Debo Samuel. You can see why some people have these, some optimism when, when the SEC is a little bit too much optimism, but uh, put almost fifty points on them. That's yeah, good for them. They're Decent. fantastic. Oh, Paul, <laughs> don't <laughs> don't you do it? Don't get sassy. And so, I guess speaking of Will Greer, we Colin segued us into West Virginia and Tennessee. Oh boy, I enjoyed this. Yep, yep. Tennessee top ten program last. You know, 35 years. 100 years. 100 years. Forever. Top, maybe top five. Nathaniel Bedford Forrest, star of the university. Tennessee is still <laughs> the pick to win the SEC. <laughs> Hundreds of years ago. Home of the big forehead. <laughs> yeah. Well, they scored 14 today, but West Virginia scored 40. Ooh. Boy, that's, that's pretty tough. Now, West Virginia, who usually has a terrible defense, yeah, mm-hmm. they looked awesome today. Yeah, it's, it's Tennessee weird. So if their offense or defense looked awesome, Tennessee must have a terrible They had like offense. a three, I would say a three or four year window where they could have won the SEC East and maybe agree. should have won the SEC East and didn't. And now they're in the shithole. Yeah. Reboot. Yeah. Reboot. It's it's hot dog water times down in Knoxville. Hot dog water. It ain't good. Okay, move a little north. Kentucky versus, and I didn't even look the fucking team up. They're called CMU. That's all we're going to call them. Central Methodist. Yeah. So it, was Central. Cent- it was definitely Central Methodist <laughs> who they played. It was Central Michigan, but it might as well have been Central <laughs> Methodist. <laughs> well, Kentucky won 35-20, to 20, so Central Methodist put up some points. Kentucky, I watched some of this, and Kentucky did not look very impressive no. through large stretches of this game. No, they did not. The uh, always-on-the-resurgence Kentucky did <laughs> yeah. not look so resurgent. <laughs> yeah. Ever resurgent. Auburn and Washington in a big game. Both, you know, number six Washington, number Auburn. nine Auburn. Auburn. I, this one of the games I picked this week in my picks of the week. And Auburn won 21-16. Yes, sir. Covered. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Paul has no disagreements with that one. Uh, Georgia played. No. There he, Georgia played Austin P. Anybody want to take a guess at that score? 60-3. to three. <laughs> I'm close. 45 to Dick. 
<laughs> wow, they dicked him, huh? Dicked him. <laughs> Absolutely dicked him. 45 dick. That Georgia defense giving up zero points scares the shit out of me. Yeah, they're a good ball club. <laughs> yeah. Good ball, good ball club. Hopefully, a bunch of them get hashtag analysis. Yeah, hopefully a bunch of them get suspended. Yeah, well, that's I think Georgia is going to win the East. It's a bold prediction, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the south of us. Arkansas played a school that I also didn't look up called EIU. Arkansas. Is, I'm going to go with Eastern Indiana University. It's Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, may, I thought it was like maybe it's EMCC from Last Chance U or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Eastern Indonesia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, the Eastern Inuit Society <laughs> lost 55 to 20. 55 to 20. Yeah, okay. Paul is Eskimo Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yep. They're right in his wheelhouse. Yeah. You're right. We, have, we, we got a couple games still in progress. Oh, Paul. Mississippi State's winning 56 to 6 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and Vandy is winning 28 to 7. Who like, are they playing? Middle Tennessee State. And what was that score? Uh, Twenty-eight to seven, late in the third. When I looked last, twenty-eight to seven, late in the third. Yes. So this isn't the Middle Tennessee that came to Mizzou, this or it's the not the Vanderbilt we've ever seen. Yeah. Well, no, it's. I, I was actually heard a. Well, I don't. I actually heard a breakdown on the Middle Tennessee, and it, it was like, oh, the the team that went after Mizzou was a pretty good team. This team is not that team. You're right about that. And then we had one more game tonight, and it was the Miami LSU game, but it had not started when we started this, so mm. I don't have a score for that one. Okay. So LSU-Miami, that's an Ivy League game, right? <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Brainiacs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Miami is a private university. Sure. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> And then, of course, Missouri played today, which we talked about. What do we got coming up next week on the old SEC horn? So next week we've got uh, Mississippi State visiting Kansas State. Mississippi State. Big 12 matchup again in the SEC. Well, I'm going to take some bold predictions on all these. I think Mississippi State can beat Kansas State. I believe so, too. Well, you know... I listened to that sports talk right out of Kansas City, and they are, as usual, very high on Kansas State. Oh, yeah. Because they've got a certain coach <laughs> who is... Uh, he does it the right way. Oh, he's, he's, he does everything the right way. He does everything the right way. You know, with his buckets of national championships that he hasn't won. Bill he's Schneider. He's a likable person. Well, he is in their, their area code. Anyway. I, I imagine that Bill Schneider eats a lot of Malto meal. <laughs> I don't know that for sure, but it's I a don't pretty know. solid guess. Okay. Having a having a mildly competitive Kansas State team for several years in a row warrants getting a statue built, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. We've got uh, Nevada going in to play Vandy. They're probably going to beat Vandy. <laughs> well, one can imagine that that's, that's a possibility. In terms of great matchups in college football history, this will not qualify. You are not wrong, Paul. That's right. That's well, I'm going to pick Vandy. I mean, Nevada. I'll say uh, Vandy loses. Well, you know what? No. They, I, they impressed me today. Yep. Okay. I, I go Vandy. Vandy. This Vanderbilt. Is a little, this is Vanderbilt. A little tougher one here. We got Georgia visiting South Carolina. Ooh, I are, from everything I've said this preseason, I by law have to pick Georgia. I well, rail on South Carolina being overrated. I have too, and so I guess by law I have to pick Georgia, though I would want to pick anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll pick Georgia too. Because I think Georgia I mean, they always discount the fact that uh, Georgia's here in this chatter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody's talking up South Carolina and, and swelling their heads. But Georgia's here in that, too. I can't imagine they haven't circled this game and said, you know, we're going to jam it straight up their, where their poop comes from. That's right. Their, their stink star. Yeah. The old dirty balloon knot. That's where. <laughs> yeah, sure. Georgia 
Yeah, Georgia. Georgia. Ever, all the way around the horn. Good pick. <laughs> and then in a real tough game, Arkansas State visits Alabama. Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. Hey, we've had some experience with them recently. Yeah, like the Red Foxes or something. <laughs> Red Wolves. Red, Red Wolves, Wolves, yeah. And then there's a Red Hawk, and I don't know which was which. Uh, okay, who can yeah. keep track with all these Red well, creatures? I'm going to bet Alabama wins that game. <laughs> That's a bold prediction for Alabama. Greek. Yeah. Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, we go with Alabama, too. If you don't know the mascot, you should probably just go ahead and bet on another team. So. Yeah. Nick Saban. Not a bad not a bad gambling strategy, ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I make a lot of my picks. So then we have uh, Tennessee. Caleb just decides who would win in a mascot fight. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he picks it. Like, well, how famous the mascot is. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, would a tiger beat a cardinal cedar tree? Yeah. Without... <laughs> you got to figure that out. That's, that's the winner of it all. Tree's going to outlive it. <laughs> it's sure, okay. I anyway. Actually, I make my picks by asking my kids. Stanford wins. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Caleb calls it. I'm like, hey, little buddy, who'd win this fight? Yep, you know? that's and right. He tells me. Um, so, like, maybe Eastern Tennessee State University. We're going to go with that for ETSU. <laughs> I, like, I like this new policy yeah. of not knowing who they're playing, so guessing. Well, I actually looked <laughs> Guessing the letters. I, it, <laughs> I like it, too. I, ETSU, is that what it is? ETSU. What do you got, Colin? I don't, I don't, I don't want to guess. I'm just saying that I like... Caleb guessing. Yeah. I think. It's I want to guess. I think it's a. <laughs> I think it's a. Uh, a great new policy yeah. that Caleb should yeah. never find out what the acronyms mean. <laughs> yeah. and should always just give us his. The best, best part guess. is I tried to fucking look it up and I still couldn't find it. So I'm just going to go with Eastern Tennessee State University. Brandon, did you say you wanted to crack at this one? <laughs> Electric transphobic sex addicts university. <laughs> Yeah. That's a little wordy. Yeah. But yeah. it's straightforward. Everybody yeah. knows what it means. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody's confused on any of those topics. Is that a, is that a liberal fine arts college? <laughs> with, with an engineering school attached. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where the electrical sure. comes Well, from. they're going to visit Tennessee next week. They need to figure out a way how to beat them. Yeah, well, well, this will be an opportunity for Tennessee to not look like Tennessee. hot garbage. Yeah. Well, we got a couple more of these to try out that are just letter schools. You know, towards the end of the year, there's no more letter schools, folks. It's all word schools. <laughs> you want to root for a word school. Yep, you ultimately want to be a fan of a word school. Yeah, so Ole Miss next week plays SIU, Southern Illinois University. <laughs> sure, sure. Sounds right. It's got to be Southern Illinois. <laughs> yeah, yep. Okay. Sandy Inbred University. <laughs> yeah. I believe Old Miss will probably win that game. I, I, like would, I would certainly hope so. Yeah. Oh, it'll be 2-0. Oh. Gets the letter school. Okay. One more. I think there's one more. Oh, Old no. Miss is a word school. This is a word school. We've got more games, but it's only maybe the only word school. Yeah, I feel like you might be struggling to get through this a yeah, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> LSU plays Southeast Louisiana. Uh, Association. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right from here. That's it. Maybe it's, it's a tough one. I, I got to go back on that and say it's just Southeast Louisiana. Okay. Too many acronyms. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is better. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they do have a fine program. But LSU should prevail. Yeah. <laughs> they do have a fine program. <laughs> LSU. Well, good job, Paul. That's an easy pick. Try picking this one, Clemson and Texas A&M. Uh, Clemson, for yeah. me, all the way. Yeah, yeah I, I saw uh, Texas A&M play 
a little bit, and I wasn't impressed. They're not, they're not good. Jimbo football. has not, not put it all together just yet. No, they're not good at football. And then Arkansas plays the Colorado State University Owls. This conversation is really getting to the point of, of absurdity. Yeah. And that could be a lie. I have no idea. <laughs> but What's our acronym? The CSU. I went CSU. Colorado State Owls, and I'm right. Oh, nice. Look that one up. Good guess. And here we're giggling, and I, I thought you were... I thought you were I was giggling because I thought you were wrong. <laughs> yeah, I should have been wrong. I'm not going to lie about that. Alabama State and Auburn. Auburn beats them all the time. So it's Cupcake Week is what yeah, we're getting yeah, at. Yeah, That's a yeah. long way of saying it's Cupcake Week. Yep. Yeah. Looking at those matchups, I feel like Missouri's got as hard as yeah. anybody. Well, I guess there is one more down there. UK and Florida. Kentucky plays Florida. Stays in the conference. Oh, it's our first conference matchup for those two schools, yeah, Kentucky yeah. and Florida. I'd be interested to see this because I think people think Florida's better. Yeah, I do too. Florida was really garbage yeah. last. They really year. were. They weren't impressive today. It doesn't look like so. No, exactly. And I don't think they will be. I think they're still going to be hot garbage. Hot garbage. I, if I was going to pick this game, I, I would give it's it to Florida. The, it's in the swamp. I would yeah. give it to Florida just by virtue of that. I think Dan Mullins is a is a pretty decent coach, and I don't feel that same way about Mark Stoops. No. A buddy of mine's a Kentucky fan and lives in Kentucky. He always talking about the defense. He didn't think they're ever going to have a good defense this year to stop anybody. So, I don't know if that's true or not. But I don't know. That wraps up the SEC schedule, besides the Mizzou game, for next week. Against the vaunted Wyoming Cowboys, is it not? The Wyoming, Wyoming Cowboys. Yeah, mm-hmm. Something like that. Missoula look good. They should be better than a Wyoming team, so I say mm-hmm. Missouri. Yeah, I'm going to go up with with that, Missouri. Yeah. 2-0 Missouri. Yep. I'll pass on watching the Missouri game. Of course. Well, Paul, it's time to put you away. We're sick of your Missouri bashing. Thank you for uh, thank you for being here, as always, Paul. Thank you, Mizzou Cast Podcast. You're welcome, Paul. Adios. <laughs> Bilingual. Well, I think we've done it. We've gone all the way around the horn in the SEC. All right, fellas, why don't we take our final break of the day, come back. We'll have a couple of awards to give out, and, of course, we'll have Kansas news. This is the Massadcast. What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here, and I'm here to talk to you today about something deadly serious. I know usually I'm a prankster and a jokester, but the topic I'm about to talk to you about is more serious than just about anything I can imagine, and that is the majesty and delicious taste of Schlafly beer. Schlafly is created by the St. Louis Brewery, Missouri's largest locally owned independent brewery. Every year, they pump out over 50 unique styles of beer for you and I to enjoy. And we're so proud to have Schlafly beer as a Mazodcast sponsor. So if you want to be a true Mazodcast fan, a true Missourian, and a true American, buy you some Schlafly beer and get blackout, pissed drunk, responsibly. Schlafly beer. But I fell off the wagon. The by Creek here in Missouri with a cold one in our hand. Or head down south toward the fever dam. These sunny summer days in the Ozarks make me proud to be from where I am. 
three kinds of sons of Canada. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. First story, Kansans drank contaminated water for years. The state didn't tell them. <laughs> well, what purpose would that have served? In 2011. Who does that help? <laughs> while investigating the possible expansion of a quick shop, the state discovered dry cleaning chemicals had contaminated groundwater in Hayesville, Kansas. The Kansas Department of Health and Environment didn't act for more than six years. It didn't test private wells less than a mile away, nor did it notify residents that drinking wells were contaminated with clean chemicals so they could test the water themselves. We didn't find out for seven years, says Joe Huffman, whose well was contaminated by a dry cleaner. Hayesville knew, Kansas knew, Quick Shop knew. Bill should have known after he grew that third leg. <laughs> a similar delay had happened at least once before, a dry cleaning site in Wichita, and where the state waited more than four years between discovering the contamination and telling its residents. I bet if they looked a little harder, if they dig just below the surface, yeah, going to be more than two incidents of this. Well, my guess is is that they just didn't worry about it. I mean, they're like these people are filling themselves with Monster Energy drink and mm-hmm. methamphetamines, and yeah, they're not drinking the water. Funyuns. They're certainly not bathing. Hot Cheetos. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. Flaming hot Cheetos and Monster Energy drink and methamphetamines. So they're like, a little groundwater contamination going to bring down this lot? I think not. <laughs> and then maybe the government should think outside the box. I mean, given the state of Kansas and the situation it's in, <laughs> yeah. report when they do find a clean well. <laughs> yeah. You know? Mix it up. Yeah. <laughs> Get something to be happy about. The government of Kansas, lying, of course, says we really want to make sure that everyone in Kansas is able to drink clean water, including people who rely on non-public water wells. I think there's a lot more that can be done. Yeah, there is a lot more that can be done. You could not poison the groundwater. Or simply tell the people when you have. <laughs> it's a fairly simple concept. <laughs> yeah, really. Two options. Either don't but poison people they can't or, afford- or tell people you're poisoning no, they people. Can't, they can't afford to send the email out. Yeah. Kansas woman keeps finding pee-filled bottles in her yard. Awesome. A Kansas- Does she live right next to a highway where long-haul truckers might chuck things out windows? A Kansas woman says she's frustrated after someone keeps throwing plastic bottles in her yard. But it's what's inside the bottles that Sheena Mooney says is disturbing. What appears to be bottles of Gatorade are actually filled with urine. How does she know it's urine without Because she's taken a pull before. Without mm-hmm. tasting it. Oh, well, she's taken a pull. She, she thought it was Gatorade at first. Slightly <laughs> off-color lemonade Gatorade. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's happened four times, which prompted her to file a police report. The Topeka police say this type of activity violates a city code and is punishable with a citation and a $115 fine. My goodness. But until police find a suspect, Mooney says she'll continue cleaning it up. She says she doesn't like putting it down the drain because it's a biohazard. I'd like to ask her what she thinks her toilet does. Where does it go? And what does she put to in the her same toilet? motherfucking pipe as that one goes? Biohazard. This is so Kansas. Uh, yeah. biohazard. Them two pipes don't go to the same place. No, no. the drain pipe isn't. And the one, pee goes pipe. To, one goes to heaven and one goes to hell. Oh. <laughs> and the pee pee pipe. Why, my question is: Is why does she open the bottles and empty them at all? I just take the bottle full of piss and throw that in the dumpster. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. She wants to save the bottle. And recycle yeah, exactly. It. They're still good. A lot of questions I have for this young lady. You get three cents for that bottle. Well, she's also a lot of prairie dogs. (laughs) She's also installing security cameras to make sure this doesn't happen again. That will help. You know who's doing this? 
the fucking security camera company. Tell <laughs> <laughs> him a sales pitch. I told Mitch he was crazy. <laughs> he said he was going to piss in those bottles, and I said, that doesn't seem like a way to sell security cameras to me. <laughs> by, hey. by gum, he showed me wrong, and I'm big enough to sell it. <laughs> Mitch it. thinks outside the box, guys. <laughs> That's right, and inside the jar. <laughs> You should hear a semen idea he's got for next week. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. What if he's selling? <laughs> Hemp Sweet Home, Kansas man plans to grow his own home. The cost of building a home is on the rise, but one Kansas resident is hoping to grow the ingredients to build his. P.J. Sneed recently purchased land in southwest Reno County, Kansas. Why did he purchase land in Kansas? We have had at least two stories about Kansas Giving land away for people if they agree to build a house. <laughs> that sounds Why like exactly what he came anything? to do. Yeah, and he's building a house. They're literally giving the land away. Uh, that's a great question. Well, I mean, it couldn't have just been like a nickel, and um, he'd still overpaid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he just saw cheap land. Venus, it's free. Maybe people see cheap land, and they don't get past there to realize there's also free land to be had. <laughs> he hopes to turn his new family home, complete with a barn, greenhouse, and industrial hemp growing operation, Sneed plans to use hempcrete to build his home, which is exactly as it sounds, building material made from hemp. It's basically a breathing filter. Once you get it set up and you're living in it, it's a living air filter. It will continue to absorb CO2 over its lifetime, said the hippie Sneed. <laughs> no crop has come along in the last 60 years that has the potential of hemp, said Sneed. He recently retired from 21 years as a burn nurse for Via Christi Hospital. He hopes to continue helping people by becoming one of the first organic industrial hemp farmers in Kansas. Earlier this year, Kansas passed the Alternative Crop Research Act, allowing the Kansas Department of Agriculture to oversee the cultivation of industrial hemp in its research program. Sneed is well-versed in the legislation and knows he will have to file an application to begin growing his home. I feel like this guy listens to a lot of Joe Rogan. I, he, I agree. Joe Rogan is always screaming about making cars of hemp and things like that. Yeah, and how it's a uh, marijuana's cure for every single every, ailment that's yeah. ever happened. If, yeah. if you, yeah, if you've got butt rabies, you take a little marijuana and it'll cure it. <laughs> butt rabies yeah. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Wow, I, I heard it on marijuana. I heard it on Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah, well, Lord knows he's an expert on all things. Yeah, Joe Rogan knows. Everything. God bless him. Him and Rob Schneider have some <laughs> fine medical advice yeah. for all of us. Rob, take all my advice from Rob Schneider. I've got his cell phone number. Actually, it's easy to get. You just ask him for it on Twitter, and he will give it to you. Do you test it out? Have you called? What did you tell him? You had a. A community play he could be in or yeah, something, and yeah. he's like, "Well, absolutely, I'll yeah. be there." <laughs> well, you're telling me do, you have Deuce Bigelow's <laughs> cell phone number. Just ask him on Twitter; he'll give it to you. He came performed at my kid's school like eight times. Call him up right now. <laughs> Call him up right now. Pick the phone up. Dial Rob Schneider. <laughs> I don't. I don't have my phone with me, Brandon. No. All right. Well, we have one more story. Kansas played football today. They did supposedly. Hmm. Supposedly played football. Let's look at the score. Who they play today? Oh, they they played uh, Nichols Career Center out of Jeff City. <laughs> I, I heard the Nichols State. part. I didn't hear the uh, Career Center part. Yeah, it's Nichols Career Center. All right, uh, a couple a couple of the hometown folks. Well, they should be play. able to beat those. They should be able to beat Nichols Career Center pretty handily. I yeah, would think. I mean, just smoke show them. So did they? Did they smoke show Nichols Career Center? Well, I actually just got a text a while ago from my cousin. Or, Boyfriend is majoring in medical billing. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. plays plays right tackle for Nichols Career Center. Yeah, they beat Kansas twenty six twenty three in overtime. Hmm. 
boy, I feel like that doesn't bode well for David Beatty's career. Uh, <laughs> Losing to a, a, a career center. A community college in overtime. <laughs> yeah. God, how brutal. And I saw that Kansas had like a glorious moment where they got a game-tying field goal in the waning seconds of that game, only to score another field goal and give up a touchdown. <laughs> God, how Kansas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'd blame it on the drinking water. Yeah. That's a good point. Maybe they ought to look into that. <laughs> God, Kansas has got a long road to hoe this year. <laughs> oh, Who do they hire next? I don't do you know. know. Who they, comes? David Who Beatty takes that some, job? Like a fucking Texas Tech assistant coach. Like, He's supposed to have ties in Texas for recruiting. It's really turned out well for him. Uh, Maybe like two years, Mike Leach is like, oh, let's go fuck I think he's been Let's troll Kansas. He's been there three years, and I think he's got three wins. I think that is his official yeah. win total for as a coach at Kansas. Can you imagine when they do hire the next David Beatty? It's just going to be like, we are technically a Power 5 school. Yeah, yeah, would like you, I feel like I should interview like for the job. Work here? Like if I told them I'd take 105 grand to coach them, they should totally hire me. I'm going to win the same amount of games. Yeah, yeah. sure. And I'm going to take a lot less money. Yeah, you got quite a sales pitch there, Caleb. I think they could hire Papa John. Yeah, he's looking for work. Papa John would coach the fuck out of that team. Yeah, he, would. Uh, he might say some things in the locker room that yeah. make some of the players uncomfortable. But Papa, they get all the free pizza they want, so it's yeah. okay. Papa John and Caleb might be the best options they have after this season. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Oh, sorry about that, Kansas. They're still but, paying Charlie Watts. So he could come back in, maybe start picking up the load. Yeah, oh God, that's right. There's still, that's a, that's a lot of load to pick up. Uh, this is Kansas news. All right, fellas, it's time to give out some awards. We do this every year during the season, and I'm glad to bring back this first award, Colin, because it is named for something that's quite dear to us. Yeah, there's a few things in this world that are as majestic and uh, luxurious as one Kirk Farmer's hair. God, now it's time good. for Kirk Farmer's hair. Player of the Game. And it's called Kirk Farmer's Player of the Game because this player exemplifies everything it is to be Kirk Farmer's hair. Who's it going to be, fellas? Flowing, beautiful, yeah. easy on the eyes. Oh, my gosh. Could watch for hours. Hmm. As I assume will be a candidate many weeks for this award, Drew Locke. Drew Locke uh, had no problem in the pocket. Had a couple of long passes to, to a variety of receivers for touchdowns. I think four touchdowns. Four touchdowns, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he had good numbers. He looked... Every bit the Heisman hopeful that we want him to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, other candidates? Emmanuel Hall. Emmanuel Hall had a couple touchdown catches. Yeah, he sure did. What about Cam Scott? The big 70-yard touchdown catch. He was catch. impressive, but I don't know if that one play is enough to... You nominate the running back core. They only had two touchdowns on him. Uh, they had 100 yards. Crockett and Roundtree only had 100 yards total on 26 carries. Yeah. And they scored two touchdowns, yes, but that, those numbers are betw- split between two running backs are not good enough to warrant Kirk Farmer's hair. <laughs> I won't hear it, gentlemen. <laughs> I say good day. <laughs> I say good day to you, sir. I think Drew Locke is the only person that can, can live up to it on this day, responsible for four touchdowns. Congratulations, Drew Locke. You're the first week one Kirk Farmer's hair player of the game. We like to give away another award as well, fellas. Something a d- little different. Yeah, it's named for another Mizzou uh, former Mizzou player, yeah, mm-hmm. who has taken a nasty turn towards douchery, and that is why we've named this award the TJ Mo Douche of the Week. Douche of the Week. This can go to not just anyone in this game, but anyone in college football, fellas. Who would you say was a real douche this week? I think the uh, the candidates 
are few, but they're um, easy selections. Yeah, there's uh, Zach Smith and there's Urban Meyer. Who, uh-huh. you know, this is the chicken or the egg problem. I'd throw in throwing Papa John too. You know, it's associated <laughs> with football. Oh yeah, that guy's been being a douche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Papa John's in trouble, but. Uh, <laughs> That, that's only even ten, sure is. That's only tangentially related to the NFL, which is not college football. So you said anybody a while ago, Brendan, I heard it. Yeah, well, it have to be related to college football. We'll have to explain things more clearly to Caleb. <laughs> we might as well say Barney. Yeah. Is he in trouble <laughs> this week? Had a good week. Is he a douche? <laughs> Barney's always a douche. Yeah. So yeah, it really comes down to the guy who beat his wife while he was coaching a football team, mm-hmm. or the guy who covered up. The wife beat her while he was on that football team. Fucking crazy! That is a that is a dilly of a pickle. Did you see that the Zach Smith guy went full meltdown on Twitter? Yeah, his mom mom went off on everybody too. Oh yeah, that's why I think he deserves it. Not just because he is the actual beater. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, an Urban Meyer is uh, either either an imbecile or a terrible liar or both. He is a habitual he's lied liar. his way out of a heart, or he's had a fake heart attack. <laughs> yeah, to get out of the a guy contract. knows how to tell a lie. He habitually covers for everyone in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that being said, Zach Smith's a real piece of dog shit. Yeah, he, he truly his, is. He put his kids on Twitter. He truly is. Pictures of his kids. Oh, yeah, he put his kids on Twitter as a shield for yeah. his own wife <laughs> beating. Right. What a fucked heart. I doubt they need to be. Reminded of the impertinence of life, having been living with him his, <laughs> their entire I, lives. Caleb the Greek <laughs> predicts counseling for those children. <laughs> yeah. Years and years of counseling. Yeah. Huh? His mom and dad are both represented by a mascot. Mom wins. Yeah. <laughs> They're in letters. He's a letters college. So yeah. take that to uh, mybookie.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, mybookie.com. Great time to remind you our new sponsor. Go to the pro- use the promo code MIZ when you start your account. Get up to $1,000. In matching money, mybookie.com. But wife uh, beating. Make sure that's mybookie.com <laughs> and wife beating. Unrelated, entirely unrelated. So anyway, Zach yeah. Smith, dude of the week. Congratulations. You've earned it. <laughs> Truly have, <laughs> Caleb. I I don't know how often we we say that or mean it, but it really. He was well earned. It, well, he well earned. earned. That's right. He, yeah. er, every piece of this here. And Urban, you got lucky. You got lucky. <laughs> it was this week. He'll earn one at some point yeah. this year. Too. You'll be He's back. Not, this is not over. You'll be back, means. Urban. We ain't seen the last of you. <laughs> no. Fucking douche. Yeah. Guys, uh, we got Wyoming coming up next week. We want to make predictions on Mizzou. Scores? Yeah, scores. You want to say some scores? We are sponsored by mybookie.com after all. I'm going to go 34 24, Missouri. 34 24? Against yeah, I think we'll have a letdown. Forty, but still win. Thirteen. I like that a lot better than Brennan's stupid prediction. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say thirty-four to twenty-four. Colin, that's literally my exact prediction. You fucking idiot. Oh, I like that bet. <laughs> yeah, Paul's still around. Well, I guess we're all confident. We're going to be two and zero going into the hard games. Yeah, yeah. We took care of business today, and that's exciting because we don't always, as we proved last year. But uh, all in all, I think we've been kind of giddy tonight and happy and looking forward to next week. Football's back, fellas. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. You know Tigers. Rabies, you take a little marijuana and it'll cure it. <laughs> butt rabies. Is that, is that true? Yeah. 